Praise the Lord, everybody. Amen. You may be seated for a moment if you'd like. I am just so thankful, amen, to be back in the house of the Lord tonight. And uh, so thankful for what we feel. And uh, I'm at a lack of words. I wish that I could uh, speak as eloquently as Brother Riggin and uh, express how honored we are to be here. Uh, but we are very thankful, very honored to stand behind this pulpit one more time. And uh, we, we come to allow God to have his way. Amen, whatever that may be. And um, I believe that God is already in this place and that he is trying to move on somebody's heart and somebody's life. Amen. Truly tonight, God is good. Amen. God is good. And uh, I have not served the Lord uh, near, near as long as Elder Riggin. Uh, but I have found in my short amount of time of serving him that he has brought me through an awful lot. And uh, I, I think I made mention last week, we, I was not raised in this. And I, I'm just telling you, when I come into this, it was an uphill climb uh, with unbelieving parents and living in an unbelieving home. Uh, but I have found that God is faithful, and through every temptation, he's made a way uh, that I don't have to give in and I don't have to give up under the pressure, uh, but he has kept us these, these eight years, these last eight years, and I'm looking forward, if he don't come back for the next 40 or 50 or however long I may live, amen, if he don't come back before then, uh, because I've got my mind made up. Amen. My foot on the rock and my mind made up that I refuse to backslide. Amen. I refuse to give up. You know, and I'm about to let my wife sing. Um, but I think that that is one problem in, in so many minds that come into the church is that uh, it's just as long as everything's going all right. But there's going to be some dry spells in the church. Amen. There's going to be some hard times in living for God. But when your mind's made up, Amen. Elder, when your mind's made up, it makes the world of difference. I refuse, amen, to be refused. Why don't you worship the Lord with my wife tonight as she sings? Think 
thank you. Can we lift our hands toward heaven right now? Jesus, we love you and we appreciate you tonight, God. Lord, we're so thankful that we can trust in you, Lord, and our hope is in you. Oh, God, you are holy, you are worthy, you are righteous, you are mighty, Lord. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Aren't you glad to know that God has everything in control? Amen. Everything is in his hands. And uh, I'm going to tell you, he, he, he's going to work everything out. He knows exactly what he's doing, and he knows exactly where you're at. We were uh, preaching for a church in, in Oklahoma not long ago, and there was this elderly sister uh, that sat up closer to the front. She would get up every night and testify, or most every night, and testify. And, and uh, she would coin this statement, amen, that God is concerned with whatever concerns you. No matter how big or how small, God is concerned. And uh, I'm thankful. I'm thankful to have a God like that. Amen. Uh, the world is serving a, a historic Jesus. The denominal world is serving a historic Jesus. But I'm thankful that we preach, that we teach, and we believe that we serve a God that is very near, a God that is at hand, a God that feels our infirmities. Amen. A God that knows exactly our situation. Amen. Our exact circumstance that we serve a God that, that when we hurt, he hurts. Amen. When we're suffering, he's suffering. And he's done paid the price that we might overcome and, and make it through. We ought to be encouraged tonight. We are the church of the living God. Hey, friend, we've got truth. Amen. We understand who he is. Amen. He's not the second person of the Trinity. Amen. He's not a God that's dead and in the tomb and been buried. But let me tell you, we understand that he is Jesus Christ. He is first and last, Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end. Amen, friend. He's got everything in control. And because of that, I can be encouraged tonight. And I can lift my head up and I can walk in assurance knowing that everything's going to be all right. Amen. Truly, it is an honor to be here and uh, we are, are very thankful for the opportunity to come back. Um, that always makes you feel good. Uh, number two is either uh, it's a chance to try to do better or, or you really did do all right the first time. So uh, we're, we're thankful for whatever one it is. We're thankful for another opportunity to minister to you good people. And I hope and pray that um, when we leave tonight that we can have been a blessing uh, to this congregation. Amen. I truly love him. Uh, I do want to say while I'm thinking about it that Brother Mike Herring, I know you folks know him. Uh, you were in revival with him forever. Uh, <laughs> amen. But he sends his regards. I seen him Saturday night in St. Joe, Arkansas. And uh, he said, tell Brother Riggin and and that I said hello, and, and I know that he would want to greet this church, and, and uh, he appreciates this church and the revival. He, he couldn't help but talk about how good of a revival you had here in Olathe, Kansas. And uh, amen. I, I'm just so thankful for what God is doing and what he has done. Amen. If you'll be turning with me tonight to the book of John, chapter 15, I, I hope...
I hope and pray that, um, amen. I, I feel that I have the direction of the Holy Ghost. Uh, we're going to kind of make a, a turn here in the direction that we have been going. I believe that God has been trying to lift you up tonight and encourage you. But I, I feel a burden in my heart tonight. And uh, I, I want to do my best. I, I wish, I truly do, and I'm working on it every opportunity that I have. Uh, I wish I could be more adequate in, in telling you what I feel the Lord has laid on my heart. Uh, but we will do our best tonight uh, to minister the mind of the Lord. Amen. Don't you love him? Amen. Amen. Could we just lift our hands to him one more time? Jesus, I love you. Lord, I thank you, Jesus. Lord, I worship you. I thank you, Lord. I thank you, Lord. I thank you, Lord. I love you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, God. Oh, God. I'm going to tell you, the best thing I ever done was fell in love with Jesus. That was the best thing I've ever done. And I don't regret a mile. The Goodman sung a song. I don't regret a mile that I've traveled for the Lord. I don't regret a time that I've trusted in his word. I've seen the years go by many days without a song, but I don't regret a mile that I've traveled for the Lord. How many feels that way tonight? You feel that way? Amen. Friend, we've come too far. Amen. We've come too far to give up now. We've come too far to quit pressing on. Amen. We've come too far to compromise. I hope that's all right to say. Amen. But friend, it's time and it's high time that we understand who we are. Amen. And the coming of the Lord is soon and we don't have time to quit. Amen. John chapter 15, beginning with verse number 18, the Bible said, If the world hate you, you know that it hated me before it hated you. If you were of the world, the world would love his own. But because ye are not of the world, but I have chosen you out of the world, therefore the world hateth you. Remember the word that I said unto you, the servant is not greater than his Lord. If they have persecuted me, they will also persecute you. If they have kept my saying, they will also keep yours. They will keep yours also. Amen. But all these things will they do unto you for my name's sake, because they know not him that sent me. If I had not come and spoken unto them, they had not sinned. But now they have no cloak for their sin. But now they have no cloak or covering for their sin. Amen. Would you pray with me one more time? Heavenly Father, I love you so very much. And Lord, I'm so honored to be able to stand behind the sacred desk one more time. And oh God, I pray, Lord, that you would saturate us tonight in your spirit. Lord, that you would give me words with unction, Lord, that would penetrate the heart and minister to the soul. God, I pray that you would, would break up our fallow ground and prepare our hearts and our minds that we might hear and receive your word. God, that we might respond correctly, Lord, to your spirit. Lord, I pray tonight, God, that every stronghold would be torn down and every barrier would be broken. Oh, God, I pray that there would be complete liberty and freedom, Lord, of your spirit. We love you, Jesus. <laughs> Oh, Messiah.
y no nos hemos Oh, we love you, Jesus. We love you, Lord. Hallelujah. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. You may be seated. Amen. I do want to say this real quickly. I can never think of everything when I'm supposed to. So we'll just get it all out sometime in the service. Amen. I do appreciate Elder Regan and not only this work, but the work that he is sacrificing to do in Africa. And our prayers are with that work. Amen. I want to preach to us for just a little while. Amen. On the revelation of who we really are. Amen. The revelation of who we really are. Amen. In our text, we find that, that it clearly reveals to us why the world hated Jesus. Amen. And why the world hates the church. Amen. The Bible tells us that Jesus was speaking to his disciples and he would tell them, he said, if the world hates you, know that it hated me first. And he continues on to let them know that because that they are different and because they are called out, the world is not going to like them, but the world is going to reject them and to hate them. And he goes on to tell us, he said, that if I had not come and spoken unto them, they had not sinned, but now they have no covering, they have no cloak for their sins. So he said, they, they don't like me because I revealed who they really were. And he said, they're not going to like you because you're going to condemn them in the way that you live. You know, friend, I, I just want to insert before I, I move on the world, the reason that they get so upset with apostolic Pentecostal people is because when they see the lifestyle of holiness that we strive to live, it reveals, amen, the, the evil and the things that they're doing wrong in theirs. Amen. But I'm convinced tonight, friend, that we ought not back up. Amen. That we ought not give up where we stand and where we've always stood. Amen. I don't want to get out of my place tonight, but I want the world to know and I want the church to know that there's still some people that believe in holiness. Amen. There's still some people that believe in modesty. Amen. There's still some young ladies that believe in uncut hair. Amen. And young men that believe in being sober-minded. Amen. I don't ever want to be ashamed of my heritage. I, I don't ever want to be ashamed, amen, of, of who we are and what identifies us I, as being different. I'm still one God. Amen. I still believe in holiness. I, I still believe in separation. I, and I'm going to tell you, friend, because I, that you stand flat-footed and because because you refuse to give up. Amen. Because you refuse amen, to give up the ground that you have gained. The world's going to look at you and point their finger. They'll laugh at times and they'll mock. But you know what I say? I say you can call me a holy roller. But that's alright. I've been living free from sin all day. You can call me a one God preacher. But that's alright. I've been living free from sin all day. 
today. I refuse to let the world damper my spirit. I refuse to let the world keep me from my convictions because I understand what Apostle Paul said when he said there is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus who walk not after the flesh but after the spirit because you live right and because you live holy you can lift holy hands you can shout you can dance you can rejoice Amen His life the life of our Lord it revealed Amen the sin and the life of the world and our life, it builds resentment. Don't you ever feel upset when the world resents you. I have a grandmother, and bless her heart, amen. Down south, when you say bless her heart, it gives you a right to talk about them, amen. So I have a grandmother, bless her heart, amen, that uh, she has been uh, assembly of God for many years. And uh, I don't know if she means to, I really believe she does. I love her to death. But uh, she knows where my wife and I stand. So uh, there are times we can be in normal conversation. And there are darts that are beginning to be thrown our direction about what we believe and, and, and why we stand that way and how that, that it's really not necessary. But you know what? They can resent us all they want because I understand that when we live right and when we live holy, amen, that it, the Bible tells us, and you bear with me for just a little while tonight, the Bible tells us that if our heart condemn us not, then, then we have confidence toward God that whatsoever we ask of him, we receive because we do that which is right and pleasing in his sight. Amen. I understand that when I live holy and when I give up some things and when I shun the appearance of evil that I've got a right to come before him and ask him whatever I need. So it doesn't bother me when the world begins to laugh and when the world begins to make fun because I understand why their prayers aren't being answered and why mine are. I understand why we can still have revival. I understand uh, that God's favor is in holiness uh, and God's favor is in righteousness. Uh, let me tell you something, friend. Uh, when you begin to refuse to live right uh, and you refuse to live holy, it's your sin and your iniquity that separates you from God. Uh, but when you clean everything else out, uh, you've got direct access uh, to the throne of God. Uh, that ought to make somebody shout tonight uh, if you've been living right, if you've been living holy, whatever you have need of, you can leave within this service tonight. Amen. If you come sick, if you come afflicted, it's not the will of God for you to abide that way. But because you live right, you can say, God, I need you. And my Bible tells me that you shall have it. Amen. He said, if you abide in me and my word abide in you, that you shall ask whatever you will and it shall be given unto you. Our faith ought to be high tonight. 
I wish somebody would hear me. Uh, amen. Our faith ought to be high if you've been walking right. Uh, he's not going to withhold any good thing uh, from them that walk up rightly before him. Uh, amen. You've got a right to shout. Uh, you've got a right to dance. Uh, you've got a right to rejoice uh, because we know him uh, and the power of his resurrection uh, and the fellowship of his suffering uh, being made conformable unto the likeness of his death. Uh, that if by any means... Uh, we might attain uh, to a better resurrection. Uh, we've got a right uh, to rejoice uh, because we know uh, the one true God uh, in his holiness. Uh, I told somebody here a while back, amen, and I will move on. I, I probably will not be quite as as short as I was last Thursday. Amen. But you bear with me for just a, a little while because I know where I'm at in the Holy Ghost. I just feel the confirmation of the Lord right now. But I made the statement some time back that because of, of my raise and because of the, the hardships that it took for me to get, and I'm not pinning a rose on my nose, so don't please don't misunderstand me, but because of, of the things that I had to go through to get where I'm at, uh, amen. Because of the, the false doctrine that I had to go through in order to get the true doctrine. Uh, amen. I'm more convinced, Elder, amen, to stand flat footed than I've ever been. Uh, can I just warn some people? Amen. I realize there's some of you that's been raised in this, uh, but can I just admonish you for a moment? Uh, don't you ever get half hearted. Uh, don't you ever get careless uh, and start casting aside uh, what's been handed down uh, from one generation to the next uh, but you need to understand uh, that somebody fought for the truth uh, that you carry that somebody's fought uh, to give you what you've got today uh, don't throw it away uh, don't cast it aside I wish to God, I wish to God, Brother Reagan, I wish to God, Brother Jared Hilton, that, that I would have been raised up in an apostolic home. I, I wish to God I would have had this truth. I, but I'm here to tell you today that it's the best thing. I, it's the best thing that can ever happen. I, please, hear somebody hear me. Don't you get half-hearted. Don't you get unconcerned. I, but please understand I, that if you, amen, that somebody's hanging on you, I, and if you give it up, then what's happening to the next generation? What will happen to your children? What will happen to your friends and your siblings? But let the world know and let the world see somebody that refuses to back up, somebody that refuses to give up. But we're going to stand. We're going to prosper. We're going to have revival. We're going to see souls saved. We're going to see people changed and lives transformed uh, because we refuse. Uh, we refuse to back up. Uh, we refuse to give in the tower. Uh, we refuse to compromise. Uh, I absolutely refuse, devil. You can do what you want. Uh, I don't care what the church around the world's doing. Uh, I don't care what modern Pentecost is doing. Uh, but I refuse uh, to give up uh, this heritage. Uh, I refuse uh, to give up Oh, I wish to God, 
I wish to God there would be some people that would get a hold, amen, of this experience and a hold of this doctrine and understand, amen, and understand that there's a heavy price that's been paid. I'm trying to move on, I really am, but somebody please, uh, would you get this in your spirit uh, to understand uh, that this building and everything here, uh, it wasn't just abracadabrakazam uh, and here it was uh, but there was somebody that was willing to get down uh, on their face before God uh, and begin to dig somebody that was willing to shed some tears uh, let me tell you something friend uh, when you get half hearted uh, and unconcerned uh, you'll lose everything that you've ever had uh, but when you make up your mind uh, I'm going to walk carefully I'm going to walk diligently before the Lord this all right elder the bible said to be sober be vigilant because your adversary the devil walketh about as a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour you know what he's walking about trying to see amen exactly when you're going to get a little bit unconcerned and it's then that he's going to jump on your weakness hear me for just a moment I'm not afraid of the devil I'm more concerned with this old boy up here. But when your flesh gets weak and you refuse through the spirit to mortify the deeds of the flesh, it's then that the adversary comes along and he catches sight of the weakness in your flesh and he'll ride that weakness out just as far as he can. And it's then that the Bible said that he will steal, he'll steal everything that you had. He'll kill your spiritual walk and ultimately he will destroy you because you'll burn in hell. Amen, my friend. And when we make up our mind uh, that we're not giving up, uh, not one day, uh, I refuse. Uh, I refuse to let one day pass uh, that I don't let God intervene in my life, uh, that I don't let God's spirit uh, sweep over my soul. Uh, when we make up our mind, uh, we can walk in strength. Uh, we can walk in boldness. Uh, we can walk understanding uh, that if God be for us, uh, and who can be against us, uh, we can walk understanding standing that greater is he that is in us and he that is in the world amen friend we are the children of the one true God and I just feel like telling somebody it's time that some of us start walking that way we have we have been in revival in Berryville Arkansas and uh there's a young lady there. Uh, she's a, a was a drug addict, and um, I've watched her. God has delivered her, filled her with the Holy Ghost, and and God's doing great things in her life. But I've watched her in this revival, how that she'll walk in with her head hung low. Man, because she's allowing the torments of, of the devil to war in her mind. Amen. And too many times we are like that in our lives that we, amen, forget who we are and forget the calling that is on our life. But if we could understand that, friend, we received power 
power when we receive the Holy Ghost. The Bible said that he would give us power over all the power of the enemy. I'm about to go on, but I just want you to understand uh, that you don't have to live defeated. Uh, you don't have to live upset. Uh, you don't have to live in fear. Uh, you don't have to live in torment. Uh, you don't have to live in oppression, uh, depression, or possession. Uh, amen, but you can live free. Uh, you can live victorious. Uh, you can overcome. My Bible tells me, speaking of David, uh, that while he was in the house of Saul, the Bible said that he behaved himself wisely. Amen. It says it several times uh, in just a couple of chapters. Uh, and what that tells me is that David, uh, when he woke up in the morning, uh, he made up his mind. He said, I'm going to walk uh, like an overcomer. I'm going to act uh, like an overcomer. He understood that if he would behave uh, himself wisely, that he would end up uh, in being what he was striving to be. Uh, and if some of you would lift up your head uh, and plant your feet uh, and you would begin to walk uh, and act like an overcomer, let me tell you something, friend. Uh, you will be an overcomer. There's an old saying that if it walks like a duck, quacks like a duck, looks like a duck, it probably is a duck. If you walk like an overcomer, talk like an overcomer. Some of these things aren't even spiritual concepts, church. The world understands them. But if we could get a hold of what God would... Yeah. You see, the world understands some concepts that God made for the church, and they understand them better than we do. But if we could understand that if we would walk like an overcomer, if we would talk like one, if we would act like one, if we would worship like one, if we would praise like one, amen, if we would amen, smile like one, you know what? You probably are one because the devil cannot defeat you. The devil has no authority over a blood-bought child of God. Amen. When you understand uh, that you are not your own, uh, but you've been bought with a price, uh, it's not your holiness anyhow. Uh, it's not your righteousness. Uh, it's not your goodness, uh, but it's the goodness of God. Uh, it's the righteousness of God. Uh, and when you understand uh, that it's God's hand, uh, it's God's intervention, uh, when you understand that God uh, is on your side, uh, amen, you can walk uh, with your head high. Amen. I've got to move on. Amen. Hallelujah. But we find here where we can look back and we can find from Malachi to, to the voice of John the Baptist that there was about 400 silent years. Amen. That during this course of time, amen, God was not speaking directly to his people as he did in times past. But, but I believe with all of my heart that during this period of time that people still prayed and, and people still worshiped and, and sacrifices were still being given in the temple although God was not speaking through a prophet uh, and God was not speaking through a man of God uh, there were still people following the Mosaic law I can show you this in Luke 1 and 5 when the Bible tells us uh, amen that there was in the days of Herod the king of Judea a certain priest named Zacharias of the course of Abiah 
and his wife was of the daughters of Aaron and her name was Elizabeth and they were both righteous before God walking in the, all the commandments and the ordinances of the Lord blameless amen what are you saying brother England when there is no fresh anointing and when God is not speaking like you ought to think you think he ought to speak and God is not moving like you think he ought to move you can still walk right and you can every day in the church isn't isn't revival there's some days dry, there's some days, uh, amen, it's like a famine and it's like God is a thousand miles away. Amen, Brother Daniel Stevens and I were talking one night and he said, Brother, he said, you know what I do when I can't seem to get a fresh word? Uh, he said, I'll just go back and preach doctrine. Uh, I'll just go back and preach what I know. Uh, can I tell some folks here uh, in Olathe, Kansas, it might not be a fresh anointing right now uh, and you might feel dry and you might feel upset uh, and it might feel like a famine uh, and like God has turned his head uh, and cannot be found. Uh, but if I could I would just admonish you uh, do what you know uh, it may not feel uh, amen, like God is in the house uh, but worship him uh, amen, like it's the greatest revival that you've ever been in uh, amen. it might not be a fresh word uh, but it's still doctrine uh, and it still works uh, quit looking for a new revelation uh, hey, quit looking for something uh, exciting all the time uh, you just need to get it in your heart uh, that I'm going to do what I know to do even when things seem dark. I'm going to tell you, there's times that I pray and it's like God's not there. But I'm just going to do what I know. There's times I don't have direction, but you know what? I'm going to do what I know. I feel like telling somebody tonight, you just need to do what you know. I feel like telling somebody right now, you've been praying for some direction, you've been praying for some understanding, and it hasn't came yet, but you know what? Just do what you know. You can't go wrong when you do what you know to do. You can't do wrong when you stand fast to the traditions that you've been taught. You can't. You can't go wrong uh, when you follow what you know works. If you do the same things you've always done, you'll, you'll get what you've always got. That can be a positive saying uh, or a negative saying. Uh, if you pray like you've always prayed, uh, then God's going to move like he's always moved. Uh, if you live like you've always lived, uh, then God's going to work uh, like he's always worked. Uh, you might not understand right now, but just do what you know. Preacher, I, I just don't, I don't know what I need to do next. I don't understand my purpose in life. I, I don't understand God's will. I, I, I'm confused. I, I don't really understand. I, just do what you know. It doesn't have to be some new thing all the time. But let God unfold the rose. I hope this is all right. Let God unfold the rose. I'm coming to my message. When I get there, it won't take me three minutes probably. Let God unfold the rose.
Amen. So we find that during these 400 silent years, there wasn't some new prophet rising up that we have record of, that I'm aware of. And so it was just people doing what they knew to do. And we find that after these 400 years that, that they were still being faithful in the sacrifices and still being faithful in the temple. And after 400 years, we find that God said, you know what? I'm about to change some things in the atmosphere. I, I'm about to let there be a change in the midst of my people. I haven't spoken and I really haven't moved for them in 400 years. Uh, but there's still a couple of righteous souls uh, and they're still being faithful to me. Uh, and you know what God was getting ready to do? Uh, he was getting ready to raise him up a new voice uh, that was going to usher in his my God, it was going to usher in his coming. Hey Amen. What do you mean, Brother England? It might feel like 400 years, but you just be faithful because God's getting ready to usher in. Amen. A move of his spirit. It might feel like you're forsaken and alone and upset. It might feel like God's never going to move, but friend, just be faithful because God's getting ready to raise up an event. God's getting ready to raise up a move. Amen. That's going to in a change and a transformation and a direction in your life. Amen, preacher. I just can't hold on. Be faithful. Be steadfast. Because after he's allowed you to suffer a little while, he's going to strengthen you, establish you, and he's going to make you perfect. Don't give up. Don't get upset. But be faithful. Come on, would you worship him for just a moment? Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. You could be seated. Amen. There was, God was getting ready to usher in a move of his spirit. Amen. But also during this time, not only were people being faithful, but I feel that, that religion became formal. It became self-righteous. It, it became just a, a, a mundane, uh, normal uh, thing that, that was kindly half-hearted and careless. Uh, and it became something that, that was less revered and less feared in the eyes of the people. Why, preacher? Because there was not a voice of a prophet. Because there wasn't a voice of a man of God that things changed. Can I just stop and insert for just a moment? You need the voice of a man of God. Amen. God's primary mover in the church is still preaching. God's primary mover is still his word uh, and there's something about when the word of God comes forth uh, it can shake us all the way to the core of our being and cause us uh, amen to get back to where we need to be uh, amen friend don't my God don't ever tune out the voice uh, of the man of God uh, because when you do uh, amen your salvation uh, becomes religion uh, your spirituality just 
becomes facade. It just becomes a put on. But if you'll listen to the man of God, then you can understand what is thus saith the Lord in this present hour. Amen. We find in Matthew 3 and 7, amen, the Bible tells us that John would come on the scene. John the Baptist, uh, amen, would come on the scene after these 400 silent years. Things had, had already gotten mundane, had already gotten formal. Amen. The Pharisees, the Sadducees were just a religious sect, uh, amen, that no longer truly worshiped God from their hearts. Uh, you can find that in Matthew 15 and 8. Uh, but here in Matthew 3 and 7, John the Baptist stands stands up. Uh, this is God's first voice uh, in several centuries. Uh, he stands up and he said, but when he saw many of the Pharisees uh, and Sadducees come to his baptism, uh, he said unto them, O generation of vipers, uh, who hath warned you to flee from the wrath to come, uh, bring forth therefore fruits meet uh, for repentance. Uh, what happened? God was getting a man ready. Amen. To usher in uh, the greatest thing that was ever going to happen to mankind but first had to come by the voice of a man of God let me tell you something there will never be revival without the voice of a man of God there will never be a change without the voice of the man of God but you need to let your faith well preachers don't always do right that's right they don't always do right but God, you said that the other day, didn't you, Elder? Amen. But God has ordained it all the way from Genesis to Revelation that you've got to follow leadership. You've got to submit to authority. Amen. So, so what are you saying, preacher? You need to understand the power of the ministry. I'm going to say this, and I've got to move on. Amen. I've got some family because of events that happened in years gone by, and because some preachers had fallen in their lives. Amen. I see them now that there is no longer a, a faith in the apostolic ministry. There is no longer a uh, uh the strength to even submit to somebody because somebody done them wrong. Uh, but now I can look at them and see the detriments that's playing uh, in their life because they can't submit to a man of God. Friend, don't ever let bitterness creep in your heart. Uh, don't ever allow anything uh, to kick in between you uh, and the voice of the preacher because you need the voice uh, of a man of God. Uh, they can move you. Uh, they can pick you up. Uh, amen. They can turn you around uh, and show you the direction uh, that you need to go. Amen. You see, Amen. John the Baptist come on the scene and he was preparing the way of the Lord. That's scripture. Amen. He even says just a few verses down from this reading that we just have read in your hearing that he said there's one that comes after me whose shoelaces I, uh, whose latchets I'm not even worthy to unloose. I, I'm not even worthy to bear his feet. Uh, so he was preparing the way of the Lord. Uh, now we find when Jesus would come on the scene uh, just a few later years 
years later, amen, and start his ministry, that there was something different about Jesus. There was something different in the way that he spoke. He spoke with authority. He spoke with assurance. Even the scripture would say that never has a man spoke like this man. There was something different about the Lord. There was a tranquility that came with his presence. There was a peace that people loved to just absorb when they were in the presence of the Lord. There was excitement and joy that came with the Lord. Amen. There was a genuine compassion for the welfare of men's souls that people could see in the Lord's eyes. It was not religious. It was not facade. It was not something that was put on. It was something about the Lord that when he walked on the scene, amen, that everything began to change, that everybody's eyes turned toward him because there was something about him. You see, his life, his attributes, his characteristics, his holiness, everything about him, it refuted the very lives of, of mankind. He would walk into the midst of the Pharisees. Would the music come? I, I'm, not, I'm not quitting yet, but I just want you to come and be ready. Amen. There was something about when he walked into the midst of the Pharisees. When he walked into the midst of the Sadducees. When he walked into the midst of the religious people that they would look at his life and they would ridicule him and, and they, they would mock him and, and they would become upset and he reveals to us in our text uh, he said if I had not come and spoken unto them uh, they had not had sin uh, but now they have no cloak for their sin uh, so what is he saying uh, he said when I walked into the midst uh, my very life uh, and the words that I spoke uh, it revealed who they really were. It showed them that they, it was just a facade. You know what so often happens in the church uh, is that so many times we try to live uh, by the facade we put on. Uh, we've got our dress all the way right. Uh, we've got our outward expressions all the way right. Uh, but there's some things on the inside of our hearts uh, that we put off to the side. Uh, and we do not want to look uh, at who we really are. We don't want to see ourselves uh, as God sees us. Uh, but Jesus, when he would walk in.